Praise the Lord. Amen. 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 Okay. Thank you. Um, thank you, Alson. Okay, Mama Hillary. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. And um, thank you for this grace that God has given me again. I have, uh, last time I preached, just recently, and people are now saying, now again, Alan. The other time, it was provost, so I was standing in for provost. But I'm blessed this morning that I'm going to speak to you um, on the subject of meekness. Uh, I bless the Lord. I want really, really to thank um, the provost and assistant provost and the team, my prayer leader and the team that organizes us to to receive the word of the Lord. I do not take it for granted that um, you've chosen me to share this. I, to me, a difficult topic, but to the Lord, he will speak. My name is Alan Okror, and the other person is also Okror. I follow that woman. I, uh, it, this is the only time I'm doing something then I didn't know that it was how I was leading. All along, I knew that I am teamed up with Agnes, but I bless the Lord because she's also my prayer partner. Ah, let us pray. Our God and our Father, you have given me this chance to speak to your children. Let it not be me. Let them hear you only, only you, not Alan. My God and my Father, you know how I have struggled from the time Father Hillary sent me this message of preaching. I have prayed. I have wondered why he had particularly to choose me for this topic. And I, I didn't know. But Lord, you know why you want to speak to your children concerning meekness. My God and my Father, open my inner thoughts and let every word that I speak bring glory to you. And Lord, teach us about particularly meekness. Teach us what you want to teach us. And may your name be glorified. In Jesus' name I've prayed. Amen. Thank you, everybody. And uh, blessed be the name of the Lord. Um, I want to thank God for this time of preaching. And um, like Alson has said, now, if I call her by another name, um, sometimes I don't call her by that name. Um, our preaching is from Matthew chapter 5, verses 5. And um, it's about the Sermon on the Mount. And it's about the Beatitudes. And we are in one of the Beatitudes. I want to thank the previous preachers and uh, particularly thank uh, Grace Aine. As I listened to him yesterday, my heart became light. I hold a charity in the morning, Aine in the evening. And I, I said, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord, you're helping me. And there were happenings in the day that helped me. Meekness. Um, I was struggling. I said, what does the word meek mean? Because the blessed are the meek. I asked myself. And I first went, what is meekness? And I said, okay, 
I got a, I got various descriptions from the biblical contents, but also went to the Wikipedia. But in biblical terms, I, I said I want to know what exactly. Um, the reference as I got, I started from Dr. Lukoya. Dr. Lukoya has uh, expounded uh, uh, Deliverance Bible, and he says that it's a quiet, gentle, and is easily imposed submission. Meekness is a quiet, gentle, and easily imposed submission. I said, okay. Again, went ahead to say it's enduring injury. Enduring, when it's negative, it's enduring injury with patience and without resentment. Other descriptions that I got outside um, were showing potential restraint, especially when there's negativity. Showing potential restraint. And then meekness is a person who is willing, is willing to go with whatever others want to do. But I was conscious on that description that a person who is willing to go with whatever others want to do. And I said, eh, even when others want to go stealing, I kept quiet on that one. Another description of meekness is quiet and willing and, 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 and unwilling, quiet and unwilling to disagree or fight or to strongly uh, support a personal idea for the purpose of others. It's patient and long-suffering. But I, I went ahead, I kept saying this word meek here, blessed are the meek, blessed are the meek. Hmm? Why does Jesus say blessed are the meek? Then I went to the Wikipedia and told me it's a human behavior. It's an amalgamation of righteousness, inner humility, inner patience. And I said, okay, now blessed are the meek because they will inherit the, the earth, the earth. Friends, it's um, challenging that there are places where we have made meekness. There are places where there is no meekness. But I, I, I began searching about meekness, and uh, I said, "Okay, humility." My my biggest description that of those that I've given you is particularly one that I want to, to use for this morning, for this few minutes. And uh, it's biblical. And I got it right from the Old Testament. And uh, I want us to take meekness is humility towards God and towards others. That's the one I'm choosing. Meekness is humility towards God and towards others. Friends, I, 
sometimes we we have power when people have power, the right of power to do anything but they refrain sometimes it's refraining because they know that but i can do whatever i want with this person but they refrain sometimes they they just say the lord okay for you and me who are saved you say ah i fear god i am not going to do anything praise the lord i hope you're still hearing me agi and also genesis yes, chapter mm, i started uh meekness from genesis chapter 45 and i want to bring it right from the old testament genesis chapter 45 and this is concerning a very familiar person to all of us and his name is joseph from genesis chapter 45 following you, you this has this is the time joseph has already been sold to egypt but at genesis 45 he makes known himself to his brothers the people who sold him the people who told him you dreamer the people who had bad bad mouthed him the people who lied his father that is dead at that time when joseph makes his you know the whole story now at this time he has done all the 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 lies the gymnastics to make sure his brothers go back and bring bring um, bring benjamin and now it's at that level that he makes it known to to his brothers that is joseph the bible says that at that time Joseph had just all the workers and everybody and then by either coincidence or by God's divine anointing his brothers had sat from the eldest to the youngest and when they looked at themselves they had sat from the eldest to the youngest at that time Joseph makes his brothers understand that he's Joseph what takes me to Joseph is his at this time joseph could have killed his brothers could have put them in jail could have done anything he was the prime minister but he chose that he feared god joseph feared god and he told them that do not be afraid i'm your brother joseph whom you sold and the issue here is Sorry if my voice gets wavering I am I'm a bit emotional with this topic because I went through it in the night but I'll be okay it, Joseph is um, emotional and tells his brothers I am Joseph you just just imagine yourself each one of us has had this experience it might not be the way Joseph has had but the person who did you bad is brought to your hands and needs help these people are hungry these people don't have food they have wives dying their father jacob is dying and here is joseph he reveals himself that what it is god it is real meekness because it is the fear of god that made him god had overtaken him god had already had, had already sharpened uh, joseph god had already 
cleaned him. He had already cleaned him from the pit to, the, to, to being sold from to Potiphar's uh, house. He now reveals himself to the brothers. Again, as we continue in Genesis, as now he finishes and all the story is gone, when his father dies, when Jacob dies in chapter 50, verses 15 to 19, he again brings a reassurance to make his brothers know that, no, don't think that I will hold you accountable for what you did when my father has gone. So it shows humility, fear of God, meekness, meekness. And meekness is like the Bible says, it is an amalgamation of things. It is an amalgamation of fear of the Lord, number one. Humility is there. Patience is there. And endurance, all those things are put in meekness because it, it, you really have to put yourself. And this is, it does right on. Now, the other issue is um, still in, uh, also in chapter 39. All that deals with humility about Joseph. We go to the second book of Moses, Exodus chapter one. I see humility. I see humility. Um, in Exodus chapter one, verses 15 to 22, is when now another Pharaoh has come and the they are killing the, the, the children of the, the, the Jews. The, the, the Hebrews are being killed. We get the king giving a command to the midwives whose names are named as Shifra and Poor. The Bible tells me that these women feared the Lord. They were meek. They were meek. They feared the Lord, Shifra and Poor. When the king told them that when you help the Hebrew women at the bus too, if you see that the child is a boy child, kill. The Bible says they feared God. And there's nothing which gives you to fear God, but it's trembling. Usually it's trembling. When you've been in the presence of God, you sometimes it's very, 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 it's, a, it's scaring I don't know whether you, any one of you has had it. Most of us have had those encounters and they say there was something. When, when you're in the house, you might be alone and you hear somebody walking, you hear somebody speak to you. You want to see, you check everywhere. I think this is what gripped poor and Shifra. They feared God, that's what the Bible said. And they never killed the children. The fear of God is what brings meekness. Number one, the fear of humankind, because man is made in the image of God. So you, you say, what should I do? You take the position you have, but you say, okay, no, I must exalt the Lord first. So that gives you meekness. And it's, it's not an easy thing. It's not an easy thing for particularly people in authority. And when the Bible says in Matthew 5 that they will inherit 
the earth. Friends, Joseph inherited the earth because of the fear of God, because of meekness. He was the prime minister and he had all the food. He knew all what to be done. The Pharaoh had already told him, apart from issues to deal with the throne, everything is under his care, is under his control. So this word in Matthew 5, 5 comes in well, well stated ways on, on Joseph, he inherited. And also the, the midwives, they are blessed because they feared God. Fast forward, let's go to the New Testament. That's where the, the, the topic is particularly dwelling on. Five, five. Cross reference. Psalms uh, 37 11 also says, Blessed are those who are meek because they will inherit the, the land. For us to inherit the land, meekness deals with us as human beings, as people. And the only perfect reference we have for meekness is the Lord Jesus Himself. The Lord Jesus himself is our reference point because there are many times that people are um, but they may be, they may be Good morning, sir. How are you? Might be challenging. It might be challenging. Let's mute. <clears throat> the Lord Jesus himself gives us that blessed are the meek, they will inherit the earth. When he called his disciples, these were 12 and schooled fishermen and people who were just on the earth or in Bethlehem or wherever it is. But they chose to follow the Lord, not knowing where he was taking them, not knowing what assignment he was giving them. Because if somebody came and you're plowing with your father, for us who, who use the oxen, and then somebody says, follow me. Follow you, where are we going would be my, my question. But these 12 disciples have, have inherited the earth. That's why you and me are here right now listening. And we have been listening to the gospel right from the time we were young. We've been listening to this word, this people inherited the earth because the gospel has gone far and wide because the meekness of those people to follow the master and to get this word to us. So the gospel requires us to be meek and requires us to be gentle and requires us to, to, move, to move with cautiousness, with cautiousness. And... Um, I in Matthew 1 verses 1 the gospel verses uh, chapter 1 verses 18 to 15 meekness uh, at this time it's announced that the Lord Jesus Christ is going to is going to be born but at this time his birth alone is bringing trouble to a man called Joseph but Joseph is reassured by the angel of the Lord because for him he was going to do 
what doesn't embarrass somebody that he was going to leave Mary alone? Humility, patience, kindness, all this come and they bring meekness. The birth of Jesus is meek, both, you know, most of the time uh, you find people talking about the mother of Jesus uh, having been a, a humble woman or whatever. But again, Joseph is a meek man. He takes instructions of the angel and allows people to look at him with eyes. Yeah? The eyes this way, this way, that way. You know how we can look at people when such a thing happens and you know how we judge. Hmm? especially as women, when, when, when somebody's child has gotten pregnant, we judge. But I love, again, Joseph, meekness. Hmm? Meekness is costly. It can cost your reputation, but the Lord helps us. Now, I want to go to John the Gospeller. In the Gospels, I like John because there's, there's a way John explains things in reality. John, John the Gospel, um, not only John, both, both John and Matthew, they, in Matthew chapter 3, the issue is the baptism of Jesus. The baptism of Jesus. John is baptizing. And the Lord Jesus also comes to be baptized. And John refuses, he's not baptizing the Lord. But the Lord says, it has to be done to fulfill righteousness. I, I, I love that word, to fulfill righteousness. The master knows that he's over and above. John is a forerunner. You and me are forerunners. Just know about yourself that you're a forerunner of Jesus Christ. Whatever we do, I as I was um, listening to the Lord and telling God, this one is a difficult thing, difficult topic. You don't know why, Father. Hillary told me on this one. But one of my encouraging people is my brother, Peter. Peter encouraged me. And I said, okay, Lord, I am here. One of the things about uh, you and me, and listen to me, children of God. You are a forerunner of Jesus Christ wherever you are. You are you you are meek to not to not to be trampled on, because there's sometimes that when people are meek, there's a lot of trampling on them, and people take advantage of them. No, your meekness is for the propagation of the gospel wherever you are. Wherever God has, has put you, it, um, this particular issue came to me not by anything, but by the revelation of the Spirit of God. And the Lord told me to tell you, brother, every one of you, me, Allen, you, Alson, you, Agnes, you, Rufina, all of you, Moses, you are a forerunner of God's assignment. And God needs you to fulfill righteousness everywhere you are, in wherever God has put you. It's difficult. It's challenging. But he promises he will be with us. He will be with us. So when you're there, 
just know that the Lord is with you. When the accusations just stay meek, the Lord is with you. When it's challenging, just stay on course and say, Lord, you're the one who sent me. You're the one who sent me. Just, just stay on. Now, Jesus kept on healing people. And, and in many of these healings, we understand there is when he, he, he when he, the centurion comes to him. And uh, in his meekness, he gets to the master reports of, of, of sickness. What makes the Lord Jesus heal people? Not because he wanted uh, to have glamour or to have anything, but he's meek and says, okay, why did my father send me down to the earth to heal, to comfort all that is meekness. And all this comes from his being God himself, being God himself. The, the, the someone on the mouth is one of the things that uh, is called three Bibles, King James, NIV, and the study Bible. And I said, oh, so it is not a, the, the beatitude, the someone on the mount, is not broken. It comes right from chapter five, six, and seven. It is a way of life. If you read it, it's a way that God wants us to live. And I implore you, go back and read the Sermon on the Mount right from chapter five, six, seven, because it is a uh, it's a way of life. Meekness. Uh, John. Chapter 12, verses 1 to 19 following, the anointing of Jesus at Bethany. The anointing of Jesus, everybody knew who was anointing Jesus, prostitute, whatever, this, that, yeah. but Jesus remained meek. And that's why when, when Mary Magdalene is being pushed away, the Lord says, leave her alone. Leave her alone. The master is just a good at meekness. Anyone, should you go near prime minister or anybody near like this woman, the, the PGD will, CSF will get you off her. But here Jesus said, leave her alone. Again, the gospel in chapter 13, the washing of the feet. The wash, this shows meekness, meekness. We've, we've demonstrated this when it's Easter time, but meekness is when you hum, lower yourself. You lower yourself for the sake of the gospel. You lower yourself for the sake of those that are perishing. And that's why this all this teaching is to us. I mean, Jesus was master. Uh, in that very chapter of 13 of John, when Jesus uh, predicts that Judas is going to betray him, the Lord Jesus could have just made uh, Judas to disappear, but he let it go because Isaiah's uh, 
prophecy had to come to fulfillment, he he humbles himself. He lets Judas get his money, do everything, because all this has to come to pass, and because it's written that the master is what the 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 master is beyond the the servant and Jesus came as a servant and because Jesus came as a servant he did not want to to be a master that's why he washes feet that's why he leaves Judas we we read about the vine the vine and the branches the Lord Jesus is our vine and we are the branches if we don't anchor to the Lord or unto the Lord, then we can, meekness cannot be brought out in ourselves, in our being. It is difficult. It's one of the beatitudes that is difficult. Meekness, very challenging. It's a difficult beatitude. And, and because we are, we are confronted with situations always that are very difficult. And this particular beatitude deals with self. It deals with self. It deals with you. It deals with me. And where we have to get the cover of the Lord Jesus Christ. It is, I am not going to tell you it is easy. Just like Sir Lewis was saying, it's the, it's the most difficult. It is not easy to be meek in an organization where people are all wanting to steal and you're not the only one not agreeing. Where you are trying to put things right and you have all the accusations. You want to pray and the accusations. At church, they are all difficult people. We are all at church. And it's not easy for you to be either the provost or and remain meek all the time. It's sometimes very, if you don't remain in the vine, it's not easy. If you're either a member of the council or the treasurer or whatever it is, in your own organization, you are a CEO, you are a, a, a supervisor, it's not easy to remain meek. You're the team leader on any, uh, any, Oh, mother's union, whatever. As just know where you're a leader at home and you get a child who confronts you, but you have to remain meek as a mother and then just ask for the grace of God. What gives you the grace to remain meek is the fear of God, the fear of God. First is the fear of God. And because the commandments, the commandments of the Lord have vertical and horizontal. The other four dealing with God, the other six dealing with human beings. You first bring the fear of God. You know, I don't know whether any one of you has reached a time when a child is so rowdy and you want to beat them up at home like you, you want to make them a ball. Then you just remember that only God can help me to keep this child as my child. Only God gives you that meekness. Stay on course, brothers. Stay on course, sister. And sometimes it is about a mistreatment. And again, we refer to the Lord. 
as he resurrects. Peter has denied him, but he has to come back and reaffirm Peter. How many times have we denied the Lord? The fear of the Lord brings us to meekness. And even when you're fouled, even when you have, it is a difficult situation, just know in anything, the Lord walks with you because he never leaves. He never departs. He is there for us and he's there to see us through. I, I want to read a statement by Sir Lewis concerning the Beatitudes and now this particular Beatitude. They said, Sir Lewis once, once was criticized for not caring for the salmon on the mound. He replied, as to caring for the salmon on the mound, if caring means caring for means liking or enjoying, I suppose no one cares for it. Who can like being knocked flat on his face by a sledgehammer? I can hardly imagine a more deadly spiritual condition than that of a man who can read that passage with a tranquil pleasure and puts that God is in the dock and God and, and, and he knocks you. Lewis was right. Studying the Sermon on the Mount can be a devastating experience. And I saw it. It exposes the depths of our sin. You know, you're sinful from birth. And when we are dealing with these beatitudes, this exposes our sin. It exposes our shallowness, our, our shallowness of our commitment. If you think you're saved, you read, you reread the, the, the Sermon on the Mount and you will see how fallen you are, how fallen I am. But the pain it, and it inflicts, this particular Sermon on the Mount inflicts pain when you read it. And when you read it, when you get the pain, of being of, of all the other beatitudes, and then you have to remain meek. This pain is not meant to break you, but it's not meant to destroy you. But in fact, the Sermon of the Mount is a job description. Today, I want you to go. If you forget anything, just say, Alan said, God gave us a job description on how to live with the Sermon in the Mount. And um, it is a complete summary of what we should do. Because the, the job description we have on us, it's in the Sermon of the Mount. And it's after the Sermon of the Mount, remember, that's when the Lord uh, gives bread. So all those things are there. Uh, many of the headers are there. So you go back and read it yourself. So the Sermon on the Mount is to give us, it's not to destroy us, but to give us, the to get us out of pain, and then that courage is what we use to help others, to help the next person, to help your neighbor. It is out of pain that you give food to a hungry person. It's out of meekness that you will help a person, a dying person without money if you're a doctor. It is out of meekness that you will lend without usari. It is out of meekness that you will look at the person who was your betrayer, who went and said any bad thing. But when they come, 
you say, Lord, give me the grace. Because if you don't give me the grace, I am not going to manage you. As I come to a close, please let's take, us a ref- let's take a reflection and say to yourself, to myself, in this issue of being meek, in my day-to-day running, what do I need to adjust? What do I need to pick up? What do I need to leave? You need to shed off. Because if we remain in divine Jesus Christ, there are some prunings we have to do to be in order to be meek. For us to remain on course to be meek, there are some things we must pick up. And so that we are able to walk with the Lord, there are things we must get, there are things we must drop, Some of us, it's anger. Some of us, it's pride. Some of us, it's lies. Some of us, it's theft. Some of us, it's name them. You know it yourself. Drop what is not wanted for you to remain in divine and pick up what you need to pick up and just walk with the Lord because we cannot be meek without the Lord. Friends, I want to bring this to a close with um, testimonies. I, it's a testimony, but I think it's testimonies. And particularly, I, this is I, where I really understood yesterday that the Lord needed me to go through it. Yesterday, and this is yesterday, and everything happened to me yesterday. By the end of the day, I now knew that, okay, I have been complaining that this topic is is difficult, but the Lord needed me to go through. In the morning, yesterday it was um, the morning glory. I wake up in the morning, very early in the morning, and I'm ready to go ready to go here. I want to hit the road by, by six, but I'm, I'm a little bit late and getting out. The first thing I, I get a disappointment, uh, thing I do in the morning is just to run out and, and do get ready and off to go. My daughter who lives with me, I just told her, that, come and close the door. And uh, this one is particularly for mothers. And she comes to the front door with a towel. And you can be sure with the head girl, I was mad. And I told her, get back to the house. That is over. And I said, ah, after all, it's a child. I deal with that one. I go right to church. Yesterday, we were at church in the morning glory. Very, very okay. We prayed and whatever. But this one hit me. Now, yesterday, after the service, I just I had things to to bring up uh, with the uh, with the management team at church. I just needed help. I needed some to ask for some things. Um, as I am um, uh, about in the compound, somebody was uh, talking to the provost, and uh, <laughs> if provost is online, she will remember. Some some person some person was talking to Provost, 
Now, yesterday, I put on them, not I, I put on, I covered myself with, um, with a scarf of Ethiopian Airlines. Most of you know those scarves, they're all over. Now, yesterday, I got a rebuke. It was a rebuke. I won't tell you. It was a rebuke, a tough one. The lady called me in front of provost. I repeat, in front of provost and said, yes. We, let me tell you in front of your provost. First of all, then I also said our provost. Your provost. That you cannot be in prayer with this shower. It means you stole it and your prayers are not heard by the Lord. Yes. Now, I had to listen. I had put on that, I had covered myself with the shawl. A number of people who have flown airlines, yes, sometimes people remove those things without asking. At that time, in my heart, I knew and I knew I didn't steal this thing. I even said it. I, I even said it. I did not steal it. But, yes, an accuser had said I have stolen. We went. Now, at that moment, provost has no car. And I'm supposed to drive provost to the vicarage. At first, after the reply, I said, I didn't steal this thing, and I left it. But um, she said, yes, you can get another scarf, and you'll pray. I drove Provost home, but again, she had forgotten the phone. So we drove back to the cathedral, and I drove her back home, left her. After leaving Provost, then now, the Holy Spirit started working on me and said, now, Alan, you shouldn't have replied even a word. You have been accused as a thief. And whether you're not a thief or you're a thief, you're a thief. Why? Because something stolen is on you. You're a thief. Friends, I want to tell you that that is where the gist of the matter came to me. I started repenting repenting. I said, how many people have picked these showers in the airlines? I fly it myself most of the time. I said, okay, even if it's not me, this scarf is called stolen. Now I am a thief. I am a thief. Master, I am a thief. And the Lord told me, you needed not to justify yourself even once. Just bring repentance. How many people have stolen and you people are saying what you know anything whether something is got on if it's a cow it's straight to your, your home or if it you got it the first suspect is you so i was suspect number one i went through these friends yesterday i went through that thing i kept tearing i kept telling god i'm 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 not a thief but i said i'm a thief in the end, I said, okay, Lord, now I am safe. And then I went on repentance. I went on crying. Went on crying. I said, okay, Lord, forgive me. Forgive me. 
that is when it dawned on me on meekness. It was only after that incident that I realized that God had to speak to me. Why did I realize that God had to speak to me? In the morning, I had my sweater, not a sweater, but a pocho. And listening to the Holy Spirit and listening to God speak is never my problem. But yesterday, I had them all in the car. I, I, could, I should have picked my pocho and put on. But I get to the, uh, to the computer bag and pick up that Ethiopian scarf and cover myself. Yet I had, I said, why? In fact, as the lady was rebuking me, I remembered that, Alan, why did you do this even? Yet you had the right thing to put on. Friends, as if that is not enough. That is gone at church. I go with it. I reach office. We had had a meeting a few days ago and agreed as a team of five on what payments to make for, for particular things which we need to sort out, which, which could have been very delicate for the organization when we delay. Now, we agree with our boss. We are all accountants. Then one among us goes and does otherwise, reverses what we have agreed. And I get it at the last tail. And yet I'm the lead person in that particular issue. And I, the, the person, the lady changes it and tells the cashier, the, the assistant accountant, make this payment, this one, this one, this, and also make this one. Which one could have waited? Because we needed, again, friends, the issue of meekness came to me. We blow ourselves first. I said, why did you do this, do this? And then suddenly we all agreed and laughed. And I thanked God. Because all of us now said, okay, all in all, it is us who must sort out this on behalf of the organization. And just she called, she said, big sis, come down, let's do this. It will be well, it will be well. And it taught me, yesterday, yesterday taught me a lot. Within those nine hours, about, yes, nine hours, the working hours, so I want to end with that testimony and say, how many times have you been accused even when you're not on the wrong? Friends, the master is the master and you are the servant. So I want to end here and wishing you a blessed day, but I also want us to pray as we end because many a time meekness is costly and it's painful. Amen. Let us pray. Our God and our Father, thank you for taking us through these painful experiences. Many times, Lord, logged here are your children. Some of them have been accused. Some of them have been trampled on. Some of them have had challenges at work, in businesses, at church, in organizations. But Lord, you're teaching us a way of life, of meekness an amalgamation of many things. Lord, teach me, teach my brother, teach my sisters here, teach all of us this beatitude, which is the most difficult one, that Lord, in anything that we do, may you help us to remain meek and to remain focused on Jesus Christ because it's difficult 
to display this beatitude. It's difficult to bring it out. It's difficult, difficult to be meek when you are in, tr in trouble. But Lord, bless us and watch over us. Walk with us the walk. Thank you, our God and our Father. In Jesus' name, I've prayed. Amen. Over to you, Mama Ilare. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, sweet Allen. Thank you for feeding our souls in the morning, our spirits. Thank you for strengthening us with this word. Friends, let us receive this word. Father, I want to thank you and bless your name for this word that has come to us with clarity. We bless your holy name. Let this word not go without blessing us, without strengthening us, without teaching us, without helping us to walk daily and run the race of spreading the gospel. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray. Let us, I want mm -hmm. to bless Alan. Alan, we thank you. Thank you. The Lord. We thank the Lord for you. We thank you for the word that you have brought. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord bless your family. May the Lord bless the work of your hands, fill you and keep you with more oil. Let the oil keep running you in you so that your head is always full of the word so that you spread the gospel without tiring. The Lord keep you meek so that the Holy Spirit does not depart from you and add you more knowledge, understanding and wise counsel. Let this oil keep running and never run dry. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray. Amen. I want to run through some prayer points that I've picked from the preaching of today. Alan talked about endure, enduring injury and patience and without showing resentment. Hello, are you hearing me? Hello? Yes. Okay. I want us to pray over this, some of these prayer points that I have picked. Father, I want to thank you and bless your holy name. Even as they preached about meekness today, help us to remain meek so that we endure injury, patience without showing resentment and to work for the gospel and not to get discouraged in tough times. Give us the patience and accept long suffering for your sake. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray. Amen. Lord, we also pray that you will make, give us meekness towards God and towards other people. As we deal with them, Lord, let us remember that they are the God, creation of God and they are their own, our own sisters and brothers. And as even situations get tough, Lord, help us to keep this word meekness, to keep humble. Even when situations are tough, help us to hold unto the Lord and help speak to him to guide us uh, so that we don't falter in the, in the way of dealing with people. Let us remember that it is God who sends us to do things and we ask for help from the Holy Spirit and Jesus Christ, his son. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray and believe with thanksgiving. Amen. We also pray that Lord helps us, meekness helps us to fear God. And in everything that we do, we shall remember that the Lord is watching. The Lord strengthens us. The Lord guides us, oh Lord. Father, help us, oh Lord, that even as we do anything, as we walk in our daily life, even when there are no people, even when we are left alone, 
Even when we are left alone with the tempting situations, like a lot of money, like dealing with people who have hurt us, dealing with people who have come on our way, help us to remain meek. Help us to know that the presence of the Lord is always with us and we deal with them in a way that is good and does that not show that we are again we are coming against the the word of the lord to hurt them or to mistreat them because they came on our way lord we pray for this that you will help us in jesus mighty name i pray amen, amen. we also, also talked of that we are four winners of god jesus christ but i want to thank you that this word me keeps us docile to the propagation of the gospel Lord, help us in difficult situations, Lord, to take up issues of the gospel, even violently, because the word of the Lord says, those who, if you meet a situation which is tough and yet you need to pray or, or to put down the word of the Lord, help us that we shall use the violence that is calm, that does not injure, that does not cap a heart in Jesus' name, so that we still remain in the vine and under the influence of the Holy Spirit and control of the Lord Jesus Christ. Help us to stay on course, not to wander away from the Lord and his ways. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray and believe with thanksgiving. I also want to pray that Lord helps us in service, to serve with meekness, help us to, even in difficult situations, to rise up and ask the Lord Jesus Christ, and that we shall drop those bad things like anger, lies, and forgiveness, and greed that at times help comes in our way as in as we serve. Help us to pick up the good things like happiness, joy, so that as we have serve, we have these things in us, and they help us in our day-to-day -day work. In Jesus' name, I pray and believe. Amen. Psalms 37, 11 says, but the meek will inherit the land and enjoy great peace yes lord help us to stay meek so that we enjoy the land and have great peace wherever we be and in whatever we do in jesus mighty name i pray and believe amen in zephaniah 3 12 it says but i will live within you the meek and humble who trust in the name of the lord Father, we thank you because you have promised to live with the meek. Now, Lord, help us to remain meek and humble so that your presence will not depart from us, so that your, your presence will always surround us and our families. Lord, we thank you for this. In Jesus' name, I pray and believe with thanksgiving. Amen. I also pray that Holy Spirit help us on our own. We can't manage. Help us to keep humble, to keep meek, to keep calm. So that as we live, as we keep working, you instruct us, you direct us, oh Lord, and then we shall not be be away from the instructions of the Lord. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray and believe with thanksgiving. Amen. I also want to pray that Lord, you help us to be submissive in your will, so that we don't resist, we don't question as we hear the word which is alive and in it is full of life. Let it guide and strengthen that. Let it be our daily food. Let it really command our steps and shape our life as we move around each day doing our work and winning souls to the, to, 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 to the, to the Lord Jesus Christ. 
Father, we give you glory and honor. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray and believe with thanksgiving. Amen. Lord, we ask you to command our steps this day. Show your mercy to us, O oh Lord. Let your right hand prevail upon everything that we touch today. Let you be the one to command our steps, our journeys, Lord. Surround us with your guardian angels that are strong. Father, Lord, even in your businesses, in our offices, sit with us there. Protect your children, especially from the, the roads, Lord, where we have a lot of trouble in the city, especially at other places, accidents, thieves, and all that. May your right hand prevail. Father, watch over us and arise and let your enemies be scattered so that they will not harm your children. Father, we give you glory and honor. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray and believe with thanksgiving. Amen. Amen. Amen.